Welcome to Season 4, Episode 27 of the Family Travel Australia podcast. We are Katie, Paul and Jasper from the Feel Good Family. Join us as we explore this great country, Australia, its people, places and cultures. Welcome. Hello again. Welcome back to another week. In the beautiful, sunshiny state of the Northern Territory. Ooh, quickly becoming one of our favourites. <laughs> the summer vibes, that's really what's doing it for us in winter. To be surrounded by these beautiful, crisp blue skies and 34, 36 degree Celsius days. We just love it. Yeah, absolutely. Look, if you are somebody who loves chasing the sun, you're not a fan of the cold, then this definitely is the place to be. Okay, so last week we were at Mataranka Springs, Bitter Springs, staying at the Territory Manor, and wow, it really was one of the most incredible experiences. We hadn't had a hot springs experience in a natural environment like this prior, so it absolutely won all our hearts, in particular Jasper. I think we may have ruined him for life. I think so too. Look, I think unfortunately Jasper has my genes when it comes to coping with the temperature of the water. We're both a bit wussy in that respect. So yes, him and I definitely loved that 34 degree temperature of Bitter Springs. Not so good though for what we had in store this week. I know, it is a a good segue to Edith Falls, located 168 kilometres north from Mataranka. We actually had been there a few days prior with my brother Jeff to do a bit of a scout out of Edith Falls and we enjoyed it so much and loved the look of the campgrounds that we thought, okay, we have to go back and stay there and camp as well. So we spoke to the lady who was running the main cafe there and she said, look, hot tip, you'll need to be here by 8.30 a.m. if you're any hope of getting a campsite. So that meant that we would have to leave Mataranka by 6.30 a.m. because uh, towing our van, it's about two hours drive, And so we decided to actually hitch the van up the night before. Everything was completely packed down so that we could literally wake up, have a coffee and hit the road. And that's exactly what we did. And off we were up to beautiful Edith Falls, which is located within the Nitmaluk Catherine National Park. So there is good reason for coming and camping here and needing to be early. They don't take bookings. And being such a popular campsite, reading the reviews on the different apps for this campsite, everybody raved about it. You can understand why people wanted to come and stay here. Yes. And look, as we were driving in, you're passing a number of other free camps that are jam-packed with vans, motorhomes, campers, everything you can imagine. And so we were like, oh gosh, you know, there's people that have camped so much closer to be able to join the queue and get in early. Uh, But look, we were very fortunate. We were actually there as the number six van to pull in that early. So Katie jumped in the queue, waiting for the cafe to open up to see if there was a space available. 
And it's actually a really fantastic system what they have running there. I know some people don't like the no bookings system, but I think the more we've travelled up here in the Northern Territory, the more we've come to understand why a lot of places don't do it, particularly with the continual lockdowns between the other different states and the cancellations and the no-shows that these campsites have been dealing with over the last 12 months, a lot of the managers and the owners that we have spoken to have basically thrown their hands up in the air and said, look, we don't take bookings anymore because it was just becoming too hard for us to manage and deal with. What's great about the system here at Edith Falls is that they work out based on everybody's individual requirements, the best campsite with what is going to be available that day. For instance, we're in a 23-foot van. The people behind us were in a camper trailer. They have different sites available within the campground that accommodate different size rigs, different styles of camping. And so they play this jigsaw puzzle every morning with Mm. the people who are there waiting, hoping to get in. And what I found, and this is our personal experience, is that they did whatever they could to accommodate as many people as they could. So, look, you do have to be there early, but they're doing a great job to make sure that as many people as possible can come and enjoy this incredible environment. Yes, and the day we arrived, they allowed 13 other campers of varying RVs and sizes into the park. That is that 13 other campers left. The next day, only six. So it does ebb and flow. And once you're there, well, is exactly what happened for us. We booked for two Mm -hmm. and then we extended our stay Because we love this place so much. It is rated as the number one campsite in the Northern Territory that's in a national park. And for good reason. And we'll tell you about the incredible environment in just a moment. But just to finish up on the campground, $15 per adult per night. Jasper, of course, still being under five, was free for us. Our lovely neighbour, Rick, who we spent a good amount of time getting to know during our time here at Edith Falls, had been camping for a week prior to us arriving for $12 a night on the senior rate. And I think he actually extended for another week as we were leaving. So why would you want to be anywhere else when you're in this incredible environment? What they've done so well here in this campground is create green, grassy areas that every single site has access to. They're almost like commons. And the sites come in on different sides and different angles, but each site has access to some green grassy area, which I think is just fantastic given the bushy, dry environment Mm. of the National Park. Yeah, perfect. And they do vary in sizes and that's why they put bigger rigs on only a certain amount of sites. So if you did have a bigger rig, Look, the recommendations that you're arriving by 8.30am, we would even say if you can get there by 8am and maybe have camped within, you know, 10 kilometres opposed to (laughs) having to drive a couple of hours, 
you'll probably have an even greater chance of being able to access the perfect site. Yeah, good tip, Paul. What they do have here is great amenities, so you can use their bathroom facilities, have a nice hot shower. They do not have power or water hookups, so Mm -hmm. you do need to be able to be sustainable in that way. However, all of the taps within the campground are drinking water and you can fill up your containers to then fill your tanks in your rig as required. That is such an awesome inclusion. Not everywhere has this setup where you're able to access fresh drinking water from every single tap. Yeah, very good. Yeah, it is fantastic. And the other great thing about this campsite is the kiosk, the cafe. They serve fantastic meals. They're open between 8.30 and 2 p.m. for meal service. They have a little convenience type store included. You can pick up essentials there, coffees and other beverages. They aren't licensed, however, so you do need to bear that in mind if you are wanting to have an alcoholic beverage. Yeah, that's a great point. In fact, it's 60 kilometres drive back to the next major township of Catherine. The speed limit's 130 kilometres an hour out here on this highway number one. So 30 minutes later, there is a dump point there as well as there is no dump point available at the campground. Although, as Katie mentioned, you can still get hot showers and there's plenty of bathrooms and and the amenities are fantastic. Uh, There's a Woolies, there's pubs, clubs, uh, bottlos, fuel, everything is available only 30 minutes down the road. So it's a, a great way to be able to come and go and still get supplies if you do extend your stay. Yeah, excellent, which is in fact exactly what we did The other great thing about the kiosk and being there over the weekend was that we were able to participate in their pizza and acoustic night, which was really wonderful considering we're out in what you could feel like is the middle of nowhere in a national park. And then you can wander up, BYO your own beverages and your camp chair sit and watch a performance by Alison all the way from Tamworth and her acoustic guitar and enjoy pizza night that the cafe puts on. Just excellent. It was a really, really great experience. Yeah, it was really wonderful. And I think what really hit home in this experience was that COVID and lockdowns are affecting much of Australia. And here we are, out in the middle of a national park, still being able to enjoy live music, homemade pizzas in a wood-fired oven, and have an experience like this, we felt very thankful. And to have a live music experience in this current climate is so unusual and a reminder of what a gift it is to be able to share in somebody's talents like that. Yeah, perfectly said, Paul. Okay, let's get to the main reason that you come here, and that is, of course, for the unbelievably stunning Edith Falls. They certainly are stunning, and they are certainly 
chili. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and this is, of course, where we think we ruined Jasper, letting him swim around in bitter springs because the water temperature here at Edith Falls is on the opposite end of the scale to mm. bitter springs. It was certainly crisp. I will go as far as to say freezing. I think, in fact, when I first hopped in the water, my first reaction was I can't feel my body. It was that cold. But it is so beautiful and so refreshing, particularly after a long hike in the hot sun. Yeah, that's right. And temperatures that are averaging 34 degrees Celsius each day, it truly is a welcomed relief after you have hiked. There are a number of different walks. We got to try almost all of them. The first walk is to the lower pools of Edith Falls. It really is only five, 600 metre return walk from your campsite and easily accessible. Uh, there is even a small ramp that you can get to so that everyone is able to access this incredible, naturally stunning environment. This area is massive. I mean, if you could picture the MCG, you know, a large football oval-sized pool with a stunning waterfall at the other end that you can actually swim across to and enjoy as well. That is the size of this place with towering granite walls around the edges in those beautiful rusty colours with those pops of vibrant greens from the palm trees and the yuccas and the reeds. Wow, it's really beautiful. Yeah, it's postcard picture perfect and it almost looks man-made, this environment, particularly when you head up to what is referred to as the upper pool. And this hike is about a two and a half kilometre return or loop as we did it in. I would say it would be an easy to moderate. You do have to climb about 500 metres of naturally formed stairs to get up on top of the mountain, so to speak. We pass people doing it in their thongs or their flip-flops, depending on what you call them. So it is easy enough to walk that way. We're, of course, in our hiking boots. Uh, But once you are up on top of the plateau, it is a fairly easy, sometimes rocky underfoot walk to get to the upper pool. When you get there, oh my goodness, are you rewarded with such an incredible view. Actually, right before you do arrive to those upper pools, there is a little offshoot. It's only about another 70 or 80 metres for a lookout view back to some more pools that are tiered as they go up through these ranges and drop off through waterfalls and then into the next pool and into the next pool. Uh, so, yeah, if if you get the chance to do these little detours on these walks, we've never been disappointed. You know, they're always worth that extra 15, 20 minutes that it's going to add on to your hike. So we thought that the offshoots to the lookouts were a must to include when you're doing these walks. When we did arrive at the upper pools, we were all in agreement that this looked like a, as you said, Katie, man-made, theme park-esque, perfectly created set of pools, the waterfall as the main feature, and 
really, surprisingly, not that busy. Yeah, you're right, Paul. It was such a massive area and so many different places for people to be able to set up with their towels and and their picnics and, you know, swim in the rock pools. There was space for everybody. Mm. So it certainly didn't feel overcrowded and it was truly magnificent. I don't think personally I've experienced anything in nature quite like the look of this upper pools area here at Edith Falls. Yeah, look, it it really is quite a remarkable place. The water is definitely cool, but look, you know, my my advice is always just jump straight in. (laughs) Pull the band-aid off. (laughs) Yeah, don't don't tiptoe in. Uh, Look, once you're in, you get over that initial shock, your body adjusts very quickly and it – it is incredible. The only thing really that's probably missing up here is shade. You know, there are a lot of low-lying yuccas and palms and reeds and bushes and, and uh, again, all vibrant, you know, almost lime green in colour. It's, it's quite stunning. And that rusty reds of the surrounding landscape is just stunning. Where the waterfall actually is, uh, the rock turns almost a basalt deep black, doesn't it? Mm. So it it too is just a stunning area. There were people climbing up like rock climbers up the face of some of these rocks and cliffs and jumping in. Not really something that I would would really do or be game enough to do, I think, or risk not knowing what's below. Mm -hmm. Uh, Look, the water is incredibly clear though, Mm. and there's plenty of little fish getting around and to be able to go and actually sit underneath the waterfall. You could even climb up and lay almost in it. It is quite a large waterfall. Uh, It was just a magical experience. Yeah, it really was. That force of the waterfall was incredible. And as you said, Paul, the water was just crystal clear. What compensated for it being so cold was the heat coming out of all of the rocks. So for Jasper and I being a little bit more timid when it comes to cold water, getting in and having a swim and then being able to clamber out and lay back on these rocks and feel that heat coming out of them to warm our bones up was just an absolute bonus. Yeah, look, I was surprised that Jasper actually got in and swam over to the waterfall with me. I think once he was Again, you know, in and enjoying it and able to get near something that he'd never experienced before like this was a real attraction for him as well. We did take our pool noodles and, again, that is something that we would recommend that you do take some other form of flotation device so that you really can let go and relax and and enjoy it. There are some very slippery areas around some of these uh, rock formations that slowly make their way to the water's edge. So, uh, yeah, it's just some good advice there just to be aware of that. Uh, this is not the only pools available. There are many more pools like this that you can access. One in particular is called Sweetwater. Now, it's an eight-and-a-half-kilometre return walk from the campgrounds, and you can actually camp there as well. And most people that do this walk camp overnight. 
Awesome. It's not one that we were able to do this time being eight and a half kilometres return. We felt that was probably pushing it a little too far with Jasper still only being four. However, we've definitely marked this one off as one to do on our next return trip back through the Northern Territory, whenever that may be, as this sounds incredible. And to be able to go up and camp overnight, I think that would just be such an awesome experience. Yeah, and look, there were a handful of people uh, each day that were going and doing that experience, and they all raved about it. There is, however, another walk that you can do that, uh, for some reason, was unmarked on the main trail map down near the kiosk, and that's called the Long Hole Pool. And this is about five kilometres return from the campground, and so that is what we chose to do the next day. And another good tip is to leave nice and early. Uh, We left, I think, around 8.30 a.m. That way we weren't walking in the real height of the day with the sun directly overhead. Yeah, that's an excellent tip, Paul, and it's surprising how hot it can be and it's surprising how warm these trails are. You are out and exposed a lot of the time walking on these tracks to get to the pools. Wasn't long hole an absolute gem of a find and we do have to say a big thank you to Rick our lovely neighbour for tipping us off on this one it literally is a rock pool that extends 350 metres and then at one end is a beautiful little sandy beach and wouldn't you know it some more waterfalls for you to be able to sit back and enjoy get right up close to the rock formations here at Long Hole are such that you can almost sit right in front of the waterfall with your feet in the water Paul actually even found a nice cozy spot on a rock and laid right back and looked as if he was just floating in front of the waterfall it was just magic and When we went there, there was nobody else there for at least an hour while we enjoyed this spectacular environment. I think that's what amazed us. I guess that it wasn't marked on the main trail map helped it be so secluded. Mm. But to be in a, a national park like this that is so famous for being so naturally beautiful and to be the only ones at this particular pool, what a reward for that really pretty moderate to easy walk. I think it is graded as a level four, but uh, we certainly found it, yeah, fairly comfortable, not hard at all. It took us about an hour to get there, an hour to get back. So, you know, with a four-year-old, I'm sure you could, if you were a normal hiker, could probably do that sort of distance in, you know, 40 minutes. So not hard at all, just plenty of water, the correct gear, And you are so well rewarded for your effort. Oh, absolutely. And to get into that crisp water after doing the hike up was awesome. There is more shade here at Long Hole. Mm -hmm. So a lot more trees that you can sort of sit yourself under, pop your things down. We packed snacks and sat and enjoyed just having some time to relax after we'd had a swim and warm up again. We certainly weren't in a hurry to rush off. So it is a really beautiful environment. You could come and spend an entire day up here at Long Hole. Yeah, that's a great point. And having the sandy beach as the entrance to the waterhole 
is the difference between the other pools and why it is so perfect for families. Yeah, great point. Jasper loved just playing on the water's edge and had a couple of toys with him and he could have stayed there all day. Okay, so enough about the waterfalls, I think. (laughs) Really? We could talk about it on and on. Look, I uh, rated this as my personal number one uh, highlight or experience that we did along the Explorer Way. As much as I loved Mataranka and Bitter Springs and the beautiful temperature of the water, I think finding this hidden gem, particularly the long hole pool where we were able to have one hour completely to ourselves and and the campgrounds and how good those campgrounds were with the beautiful green lawn all to ourselves really made this as an entire experience my number one experience. Yeah, it was definitely a highlight. And look, we can't miss talking about our little feathered neighbour that we had living right beside us at our campsite, which was number 32, and that was the resident Great Bowerbird. What a privilege to be camped right next to where he had built his immaculate bower, and he spent his days busily tending to his bower, trying to impress his female friends. We sat and watched him for hours. He really did put on a show. (laughs) And something amazing that we hadn't seen before, his crown on his head actually opens up blossoms, would be the best way to put it, to a bright pink, almost uh, the same colour if you know your plants as a pig face. It's this beautiful, vibrant pink display of a blossom on top of his head as he's doing his dance and all of his trills and singing out and shuffling and moving around and putting in new sticks and moving branches and picking up different items that he's collected to make his bower. And it's this dance, isn't it? It's quite impressive. It was really fascinating to watch. And we just felt so privileged to have the campsite immediately next to this bower. We almost felt like he belonged to us in the three days that we were camping there. And Paul captured some incredible footage of him during our time there doing his displays to the females and tending to his bower. So if you are a bird lover, definitely go to our YouTube channel and check this out. It is just incredible footage. Yeah, it's amazing to me that this is uh, the second time we've had an opportunity like this. In the Blue Mountains, we got to capture a satin bowerbird doing pretty much the same kind of display, but vibrant blues uh, collected as part of the bower. Whereas here in Edith Falls, this great bower was collecting white and grey and green. So a different display of artificial items along with the natural sticks and shrubs that he had added to his bower, uh, locking off a GoPro on the tree and letting it basically record for hours on end was why in both instances we were able to get such incredible footage uh, without disturbing the bird or the bower and, and still being able to, yeah, capture it. Quite amazing. Yeah, get a little insight into uh, the life of a bower bird. 
Okay, we are going to wrap it up there for this week. Next week, we are heading on our final leg of this explore-away journey from Adelaide to Darwin. It is about 300 kilometres up the road, and we'll be staying in a wonderful property that Katie was able to find online through HipCamp and a location known as Howard Springs. It's about 20 minutes out of the main CBD of Darwin, and it really is a hidden gem. I can't believe here we are, the last leg of this awesome Explorer Way journey. So looking forward to bringing all of that to you in next week's episode. I think before we go, you know, the the main thing that has really hit home with us during this journey coming up through the whole centre of Australia is just how incredibly large our country is but how incredibly awesome Australians are. The people that we've met in some of the most remote places that we've been to date, welcoming, open-armed, open-hearted, open-minded, ready to share, add value, give you some advice. It really has been a journey about seeing an incredible character of Australia here in Central Australia. Oh, so perfectly said, Paul. Love it. Thank you, my beautiful wife. For now, dream big. Look after yourself. Look after your family. And happy trails. Happy trails.